go do what your heart is calling you. Follow the colors. Don't go to anything that's going to make you feel beige and gray because one day you'll be 26, then you'll be 30 and you didn't do anything. And you don't want to be that person that says, oh, that could have been me. Like, oh, when I was younger, I would have wanted to do this. That was my dream. Why not do it now? Life is a banquet. Don't take the crumbs, take the whole thing and go for it. Amigos, welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. I am finally coming to you live from Madrid again. I'm so happy to be back. I was in Miami for the summer doing a few projects and getting some stuff situated before coming back to Madrid to finish the year. We will see what happens with that. Maybe I stay, maybe I go, I'm not sure yet, but I'm so happy to be back here and to just feel the culture. I've missed it so much, just the cafecitos, the walking, it's truly a city that's meant for me, I think. But anyway, before we dive into today's guest, I wanted to quickly talk about some new content I've been working on that I've been posting on my socials. And if you follow me there, then you've probably already started seeing it. But it's more content about mindset and these shifts that we are all capable of creating in our own lives. And if you know me, then you know I'm obsessed with personal development. I'm obsessed with shifting our mindsets and how we are completely entirely up to us. We are in control of how we do things and what we think about and our minds we are able to control and kind of build that muscle of our minds the same way that we are able to build muscle with our bodies and it's just something that not a lot of people think about but if you really get to the nitty-gritty of it we go to the gym or we work out to a healthier body or healthier habits in general and why don't we do that with our mind daily so I've been super into meditation for quite some time now and I have learned so much about myself in this year through other things, not just meditation, but meditation has been one of the most important things in my life recently. And through meditation, I've just realized that I have so many things I want to talk about and I want to share with you guys from the changes I've felt within myself, just from the books I've been reading, the ways I've been taking care of myself mentally has just completely shifted my life and I love it so much. I'm so passionate about that and I've seen how our minds are completely what controls our lives, right? I've seen it in this podcast with the people I've interviewed. They all have the ability to just see past the failures, see past their age gap, whatever it is that people have told them that they can't do because they're too young or they can't because of the industry they're in, whatever it is. Everyone has that mindset to just keep going on this podcast. And so because of this space we've created here, I've become even more passionate about talking about these kinds of things. And so I've created more content towards that. So if that's something you're interested in and you still don't follow me on Instagram, you can definitely check me out at Drea Lopez without the Ian Lopez. And I will definitely be creating some more of that. Okay, today's guest is Isabella Prado. She is originally born in Mexico City, moved to Miami at the age of one. In no time, the vibrant culture surrounding her propelled her into the world of fashion, a SCAD alum where she later landed a position with luxury brand Salvatore Ferragamo in Florence. This experience would later help her as she began to create her luxury brand. While living in NYC, Isabella has allowed herself to be inspired by the city and all it has to offer. Pulling inspiration from the femininity of nature, juxtaposed with the masculine surroundings of NYC, Isabella has been able to create a line that is just that, 
masculine and feminine, catering to both sides of her taste. Isabela enjoys horseback riding, good music, calming walks on the beach, and a good mezcal. I loved this episode so much. If you're thinking of going to school for fashion or design, this episode is definitely for you. We go into a few topics like the ins and outs of starting her own company and fashion line to her experience attending SCAD, what she liked and what she didn't like about school, etc. And a lot of advice for my fellow fashionistas and designers. We talk about being a Latina in the industry and how she's so proud to use her culture in her designs. She even opened up in the conversation about how your belief is really the top priority when creating products. Isa is so wise and I really just wanted to talk to her for hours because she kept just saying these things that I just wanted to write down and memorize. And you can definitely check out the takeaways at the end of the episode of some of the things I really felt were so juicy, I had to just write them all down. But without further ado, please welcome Isabella Prado to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here. This is really going to be awesome. I want to take them to the beginning of your whole like fashion journey. Take us back to how you even got into this space, what you studied, what was that whole path for you? Definitely. As a lot of people know, I grew up in Miami. I got into fashion design because I grew up horseback riding and I got a full ride to SCAD. For horseback riding, I didn't really want to go, but my parents were like, this is a great school. And I had done like a little bit of classes. I knew I was more of the artistic side of things, but wasn't sure what it was just yet. I had done photography. I was very much into music, playing the piano and guitar. And after that, I just was good at sketching. I was good at having the ideas, but did not know how to sew. Barely knew how to draw. I still am trying to find my way into the sketching and just didn't really know much about the industry. I didn't really research it that much. I went to visit SCAD and it was beautiful. It really was exactly what I wanted, the way that the classes were built and everything. So after a good four years there to like really perfect the craft, really having really strong teachers who just focused on construction rather than conceptual design, which I think is very important because if you want to design something, you have to know how to make it. And that's how you design properly. So I was really lucky with that. And I was able to intern at Ferragamo and work there and see like how the industry really works. And then after that, I moved to New York. I moved to New York during the pandemic. So I was working in sweaters and it was like flip-flop whether or not like I had a job because assistant designers at the time weren't so, you know, needed. So during the pandemic, I got furloughed and I just, the more I got deeper into the industry, the more I felt like I wasn't happy in design. Like I really just wasn't like, I just thinking like, what is this? Like, is this what I want to do? So I started my brand and I released Isabella Prado. I think like I started working on it middle of 2020, like in July, I got all my like furlough money and a stimulus check and unemployment, pulled that together and was able to invest in my company. So like the only reason I was able to make this company happen because it is expensive to do it was because I had gotten furloughed, which was so unlucky and I was so sad about it, but it brought something so exciting and brand new to me. So through there, I was lucky to have worked with myself sewing in another factory in New York that was very patient with me. And they were very much open to showing me the ropes behind like how to properly launch your line, how to talk to the factories, how to get that experience that like the companies I was working at, I wasn't getting. After that, I moved, I kept promoting the company. I've noticed like I've learned a lot of things through having your own company. I think it's exciting. I worked after again in New York and... I started really focusing on my company. So I said, I got to quit design. I'm miserable. 
I don't want to work for anyone else. This is not fun for me. And I just want to do my own thing. Like the more I thought about it, the more I was angry at my current job that I couldn't get to my like dream passion. So how was I going to do that? So I thought, and this, I wouldn't suggest anyone who's in this situation to really listen to this experience carefully because it happens to everyone. But so I ended, I quit my job that was paying me like pretty well to, as a designer, end up quitting and I didn't have any other jobs. And I was like, I'm going to work at a restaurant. I'm going to work at a bar and I'm going to use that money to funnel into my company. Don't quit your job. Do not quit your day job. If you're starting something, use that paycheck. I ended up having $1,500 in my bank account for that entire month, not for the company, but just for myself. And I just realized that if you don't have that base, that cushion, if you aren't lucky to have investors, because I didn't want to do that, do not quit your day job until you can until your company's making enough money that you could also live yourself and take care of yourself. Cause I know we get, especially creatives, we get caught up in like such excitement and let's do it now. Let's do it now. I want to do it now. Success happens. Over, like it doesn't happen overnight. It happens with time and experience and things backfiring. So after that, I was doing random jobs, odd jobs around the city and ended up coming back and working at the real real. So now I do that, my sales job, which allows me to have enough funding for my company. But at the same time, I'm not designing for anyone else. I have my creativity is mine now, which is really nice. But apart from that, like that's how I got here through just loving it, having to love it. You got to love it <laughs> in order to do it. Yeah, I was going to say you definitely have to love and have a passion for something that requires so much of your energy and because it's not just energy to keep it afloat but also to create from a place that you feel is authentic to you and from your heart and it's and I like that you said you know that you couldn't have started it if you hadn't lost your job or gotten furloughed because that's a great way to see an opportunity when it can be seen as oh my goodness I lost my job especially in the middle of a pandemic which is so scary the same thing happened to me with the pandemic. I got furloughed and it ended up being a great blessing because I was able to start freelancing for someone and it just started growing my clientele. And that's what I still do today. And so it was that same kind of thinking of it as an opportunity, seeing it as something that worked for you instead of against you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was a hard time because going home, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people go through this, you go home after not being there since you're 18 there's rules, there's things, there's a bunch of people in the house because I have siblings and my parents are together. So it's, it's there. Plus the stress of getting furloughed and your parents being like, what are you going to do? What's your game plan? And you're just like, I don't know what I want to do. I want to start my company. And it is the fear of a lot of things with starting your line and pushing yourself out of the safety net that is another company that is your daytime job. It's just experience. It really is. I would recommend doing like a year working for someone, but if you really feel so passionate about it and you're going to hustle for it, you are going to learn so much by doing your own thing. Like you do have lows are lows, but the highs are highs. So it's, it's exciting. What do you feel like you learned in school, like in SCAD versus your time with Ferragamo when you were in Florence? At school, they teach you, and I do think it's important, they teach you all the basics, the construction, how to use the sewing machine, what type of fabrics is what, how things are made. I was really lucky that SCAD focuses on construction. Like I said before, they focus on pattern making, how to create your design from conception all the way to the end to create a line. 
that was something that is so important to learn, but they just didn't teach you. It taught you that so hard and so well, but they didn't teach you the business aspect of things, which is it's 90% of everything. Ferragamo taught me a lot of the way industry works, the way a lot of times in schools, they won't teach you how to do tech packs, which is like the whole package of this measurements, how to sew it, the pattern, like all these things that you're supposed to send to factories. It's what you learn. That's what I learned, like how to communicate, how it works in the time of like seasons and how fashion shows are curated. So that's something big that I learned at work. Also just like the networking at work was great. Also at the school, I'm still very close to all the friends and every different designer, photographer, fine artist. So all of those are definitely pluses, but I would say the most, the thing that I would have wanted so hard from school to learn about was business. A little bit more of the business side of fashion, just because it's, it is ever-changing and there is different ways to do it, but you need that base. I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but to keep your, it's nice or like wise to keep your job as like your angel investor, like someone that doesn't know that is investing in your project, but you take a part of your paycheck to help you start that dream or start that side hustle that you really wanted to make your dream job. So I think it's really cool that you said that because it's true. Like some people really start like that. They don't quit their day job and they do keep it as something that helps them move forward their job, their dream job, their passion. And also using all of that knowledge from an internship or a job to help you become the best version of yourself to start that thing that you want to start. And I think that's, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's what you did with Ferragamo. Yeah, I was able to, and like all the other places I did work at too, they did create Every job that I went to, I learned a little bit more about myself as one, a leader, as a designer, and the things I wanted and didn't want to take with me moving forward. So yeah, no, it's, it, it definitely is important to do that for a little bit. Do you feel that now you're in this nice rhythm where you have your job and you're at the same time building Isabella Prado? Yeah, definitely. There's times where sometimes you give your day job a little bit more love or other times it's never really going to be 50-50 because the day just varies. But I do think that I am in a nice rhythm. We'll hopefully moving towards where I don't have to be doing my day job anymore. No offense. What would you say to someone that maybe is in the same position as you where they have a job and they're also at the same time working, which is a lot of people, myself included, at the same time as working up to their dream job, their passion, what they want to do for the rest of their life or more so than their actual job, their nine to five. What would you say to those people that maybe have like rough days where they don't really see the vision? They lose that sight of why am I even doing this? Why do I have this side hustle? Why do I have to have this job? What would you say to someone that kind of thinks like that or has those moments? So I would tell them genuinely, it happens to everyone. Every creative I have spoken to, whether it's music, photography, videos, whatever fashion, we all have those days. You are going to feel that way and it's normal. And it's important to sit through those days and think like, why am I doing this? And think of the reason you're doing it. A lot of things I always say, have a plan, have a year plan, like what you're going to do each month when you're going to focus on, because it's easy to get, and it happens to me all the time. I'm not the most organized person on planet earth. So it's like days happen, all these things happen. Just have your plan so you could like 
at that end of the month, you could check off and be like, I did this. That's another goal towards my bigger goal. As for the days and the strong days, was, I think about this every day. She spoke at our graduation. I forgot what her name was, but she said, she's very famous. She did Million Dollar Baby. And she talked about how she lived in the trailer park for, I think, a couple of years while she was trying to get to be an actress. And every day was rejection. And she just showed us success does not happen overnight. Like that is something to think about every single day as a creative, because we want it so bad. And we compare to a lot of people who have different circumstances, who are some people have investors, some people don't. Sometimes you're just doing it yourself, or some people have connections and are able to get more fame somehow. Don't look at them. Look at yourself and look at your plan and look at your dream. You're going to get there much faster if you're not so worried about how well everyone else is doing. Because Maybe they're having bad days too, and they're struggling too in different aspects. So it's just success doesn't happen overnight. It will happen if you keep hustling for it and keep fighting for it. Everyone is going to be struggling. There's no way that your path is linear. It's always going to be scrambled. It's always going to look like ups and downs along the way. The reason I, or one of the main reasons I wanted to start this podcast is to highlight just that. There are, there have been 51 episodes and all the guests I've had on the podcast have had different journeys, even if they are all musicians, even if they are all fashion designers, even if they all are actors, filmmakers, they all have different paths. And it's just proof that you can be doing the same thing. You can be in the same industry. You can be wanting the same goal, but it doesn't mean that you're going to get there the same way or have the same journey as someone else because it's just different lives, different circumstances, different places you come from, different everything. Like there's so many different ways it can go for one person. So I love that you said that because it's true. You have to focus on yourself. You have to focus on becoming the best version of yourself. And something I have recently just been so adamant about, which I feel like we should add in, is success isn't necessarily like just getting there. Like I think that's a huge thing to think about. It's not just about I made it. There are, there's a statistic that says once you win that trophy, win that Grammy, win that award, win that whatever it is, the next day is like the lowest day of your life because you're like, I just got to this moment. It's such a high, but now you want more because you weren't or not necessarily everyone, but most times you're not thinking of like the journey that got you there. Like the journey should be more fulfilling than actually getting to that moment where you win that prize or you get to that level. And I know that's not for everyone. There are people who get there and they keep going and they're super happy and they just see it as like an accomplishment and they just keep striving. But to like really enjoy the journey there and just show up every day as the best person you can show up as, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of how many jobs you're working, just remember why you're doing it. What's the purpose of your journey? And giving it all the love and everything you put into your brand, all the effort and everything, it's going to pay off. There's no way that it won't. And also another thing is to believe in your product. That's another thing I will add because there are days I believe in one of my pieces so strongly and I I believe in another piece not as strongly. The piece I believe and I love and I talk about all day long sold out the other piece doesn't get the love and that just goes to show like your entire entirety of your whatever it is that you're doing your passion believe in it believe that you are good enough believe that you are worthy enough 
because some way, somehow, someone else, maybe someone you don't even know will believe in it too. And who knows what doors like that's going to open. Now that you brought up your brand, I would love to talk a little bit more about what that's been like. How has it been creating your line? And what's that process like of going from this vision in your head, this idea to actually executing and selling? And how has that been like? It's hectic. It is right now. It is a one woman show. It is myself, but it really is it's fun. It's fun. I, I do love it. I look during the situation I'm designing at first, I get an idea, something I like, and then I design it. I'll sketch it out a couple times in different variations and pull my favorite one of that variation. Then start thinking, where am I going to get the fabrics from? What am I going to do? This is, it does get crazy when you're just one person, but the minute it gets, it used to be sewn by myself. I don't do that anymore because I, I really don't have time. But so I'm right now with a factory in Nicaragua that they do all fair wages. They do sustainable ways of creating everything. All my fabrics are dead stock fabrics from different like high luxury brands, which is nice. Once it comes together and you see the piece, like during the fittings and stuff, you're starting to get nervous. It's not going to come out the way you want it. But the minute it gets to your house or the minute you see the final product, it is just like took such a wave of excitement. And that's one of the successes you're talking about. Like the little things are like monthly successes. So that is like the success to see that. But once it gets to selling, that's where I wish the school was so much more. You get a couple of years of design. And then you also have to get the part, like how to sell yourself, how to sell your brand, your product. And I think the best way to do that. And I've seen a lot of my friends do it right now, just staying true to yourself. Like really just, if it's a brand that one has your name, like myself, or if it doesn't have it, it's something that you made and you believed in. So keep it true to you or keep it, at least if you're pinpointing to a certain customer, it's not you keep it true, keep it real. People like to see that right now. I have seen when it isn't true to you and it's happened to me when I design things that, oh, I feel like so-and-so would like it, but I don't like it. I don't end up selling it well and I don't know how to promote it. But when it's something that you love and you're so passionate about and so yes about, you're going to be able to market it so easily. You're going to have more ideas on how to promote that because you're so passionate about this idea and know how well it's going to work. I think that gives you the energy to keep looking for that person you want to work for or work with. Like you were saying how you found a manufacturer in Nicaragua. What was that process like? I'm sure you needed that kind of passion and energy behind you to find the right person that aligns with what your vision is. It was definitely tough finding. We did go through, we had the one in New York, which was amazing. I am so thankful for them because they were so kind to me and we worked really well together. They created beautiful pieces, but it was just so expensive for us here. New York has higher prices. It was amazing because I get to go into the factory and see and be more hands-on with everything. I then worked with Mexico. That's where I'm from, but the quality wasn't there. And I'm very much, I don't do too many crazy fabrics. I don't stray away from my cottons and wools. So I want to focus that the quality and the fit of everything that I make is so worth that because I'm not doing such different things every time. And through there, I wasn't too happy. The Also like the payment was a little bit difficult to send. It was like a whole thing. But through a family friend of mine, they're like, I know this person, they do great things. And I was like, oh, another factory. I I'm like... It was one of those days where I was like, is this even worth it? Like making this brand, like may as well just, this is so hard. <laughs> so I ended up talking to this factory and they are fabulous. They are just super focused on fit. They really are focused on bringing my 
line and my ideas and my dreams to fruition. And they've done packaging. We've worked over like proper marketing ways. Like so many different things came out of this one connection that was one helping me. And it's just so, I'm so happy with this. This is like such a relief. That must not be an easy process. I feel like with anyone that's starting something on their own, just the figuring it out of all the things, you're the person that has to go through everything, vet everything, try everything until you find the perfect match for you. I think that's something really cool for people to see that if they want to start their own brand like you or if they're interested in fashion in any way, there are ways that they can figure it out being a one woman show. Yeah. And especially you don't have to know so many, like you do have to know people, like you do have to make connections and cultivate those connections, but you don't have to be the richest person, most famous person, most well-connected person, like little by little things will come. You'll research. That's another thing. Like if you do want to start or are interested in fashion, research the industry, because there's so many other things other than design that you could do in it. There's so much research to go into. That's how I would say, like, just research everything, have your plan, before starting anything, I wish I would have done this. I jumped ahead, like feet just went the whole thing. But I think people who are starting it, think of it, take your time. Don't launch the min- the year that you started this. Take a year, plan it out. Plan out how you're going to get your niche clients. Plan out what's going to differentiate you from every single other person doing whatever it is that you're doing. So that's definitely some advice I would give. How do you feel being a Latina fashion designer? I love it. I love it. We get the best of both worlds. I am so Mexican. I literally am proud of who I am and that being Mexican makes me, I'm very proud to be Mexican is what I'm trying to say. So anything I can do working with Latin America, our designs, our floors, our flounces, our ruffles, but then mixing it with this American side that I have, which is masculine suits work. It's been fun to play with both of them. And be able to create something that is me. That is what it is. I really do pull from my Mexican heritage, from being a Latina, from being having all these different cultures and vibrant things around me. Plus, like New York's strong architecture. It's so angular. It's so masculine. People are in their briefcases and their suits. People want to dress like strong and tight. But it's been so cool to have New York and Mexico just come together and create this one that's perfect for the Latina and American girl. And I think that's so well made for the times we're in, right? Where yeah. anything and everything can be mixed. And it's so great to be able to do that for your own brand. Create something like that for so many people must be so rewarding. No, definitely. And Latin America is just killing it with fashion and creating new creatives, what comes out of there right now with music and Colombia, fashion in Colombia, I mean, Colombia is taking over. It's bringing so much. It's so cool to see all these designers come together and Latin America come together and really create this like very strong army of creatives. Like it, it's so cool to meet people and talk to them. You can talk to the same language and you have this sort of camaraderie together, which is really nice. Yeah. And also being a young Latina fashion designer, Mm -hmm. which I feel you see, but is less seen than maybe someone that has already been in the industry for a while or started doing something else in fashion and decided to then create their own line or work with someone to create their own line. Whereas you're so young and you started this on your own and it's people are now 
being like how cool is that she's young and she's doing her own thing and that's why I love highlighting these kinds of things it's like why can't you do that it doesn't matter your age why can't you decide to try this out and maybe you could be really successful at it yeah definitely and you see that a lot that people tell you like oh you're too young wait wait till you're 30 to do your own thing work for 10 years if it's like what happened to me that you're constantly in this office and the more you go into the field you're trying to be in and you hate it go do what your heart is calling you follow the colors don't go to anything that's going to make you feel beige and gray because one day you'll be 30, all of a sudden you're 26, then you'll be 30 and you didn't do anything. And you don't want to be that person that says when you're 50, oh, that could have been me. Like, oh, when I was younger, I would have wanted to do this. That was my dream. Why not do it now? Life is a banquet. Don't take the crumbs, take the whole thing and go for it. The podcast started solely for young creative entrepreneurs and as the years have gone by with the podcast I've realized that it's also just highlighting people that just want to start something because it is that moment right where you maybe you get to be in your 50s 60s and you look back and you're like I didn't do that but does it that doesn't mean that you can't do that like you're in your 50s and 60s but like you're alive you're well hopefully and you can continue and you can start something why not yeah. you never know what your passion can take you to or who the person you can become like you just never know so as much as i started this with highlighting young people which i still really want to do and still do today i've opened it up to to people that are even starting something new and they're in their 50s and they're like i'm starting again i'm figuring yeah. it out it's all about that faith in yourself it's all about that continuous effort that continuous showing up every day to create that journey it's all about the journey of pursuing what it is that you love no matter your age and so I love that you are doing this now and have that mindset because it's so important to have that example for other people definitely because it is a lot of people that are younger than me that I know they're like oh I want to start my own thing but like I'm afraid or what this also happened to me a lot I was thinking what will people think what do people think that I'm going to start something there's so many other people and I started getting to that mentality of there's so many other better just when you get to that point, just stop it. Like you are going to be good as long as you put in the love and the effort. Like we said, your stuff will be great. Like you got to believe in it because if not, no one else will. That's so true. And there's so many people out there, but really what you should care about is your own happiness. What's yeah. going to fulfill you at the end of the day when we're gone and you go alone, you know what I mean? So it's, you might as well do what you love because also I feel like not, we don't, we pay attention to people like if they pay attention to us yeah. and they don't like people are doing their own thing. They're focused on their own life and their own journey and their own obstacles and their own dreams that we think that there's like all this attention on us, but really you should no. just live your life for you. Yeah. And yeah. there's, there's a woman named Martha Beck. She has a book called finding your own North star, which I totally recommend. She says something in the book where she's talking about how we sometimes think one's going to think this about me, or I can't because a million people will hate me or not like this or criticize me or whatever the reason is. And then she asks you to name those people. She's like, who's everyone. And usually people name three people. And it's like your family, your spouse, and it's just, you realize that it's only these three people. And are you really not going to do what you love because of three people where there are billions of people in the world? It doesn't make any sense, but it's just that fear. It's just that, yeah. that aspect of who am I to do this when everyone thinks that and everyone always starts somewhere. 
and yeah. you might as well start because you're going to look back and regret it. And what I always say, and I say this even to myself, if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it for you. So it's not going to get done. Like with this brand, the more I waited on it, the more I waited on throwing myself into something that truly does excite me. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But then if I don't do it, no one's going to do that dream. No one's going to get to that dream that I think about every single night before going to sleep. No one's going to do it unless I get up and I put the work in. And little by little, you don't have to make a whole collection or put out a whole album. Write a verse, write a write the entry song or write make a t-shirt, make one dress and promote it on your Instagram and then see how slowly you'll become so passionate about what you're doing. You'll want to be making more. I think that's great advice because some people also wait until everything's perfect and that doesn't exist. And we've talked about that a lot on the podcast too, where it's, you might as well just start. You might as well just do it because it's never going to be perfect. And the sooner you start, the more you can learn along the way to make it that perfect picture you have, which still doesn't exist, but it's still something you should just start. And the more you wait, the longer you'll have to wait for that outcome. And a lot of responsibilities come in. Life takes you here and there and over there and back. So it's just do it. If the fire is there and then you can't go to sleep and you, it's keeping you up at night and you're on your walks with your headphones and you're thinking about it, just do it. It's like the most, as crazy as I say it sounds and as it really is the most rewarding, exciting And you feel so proud of yourself for doing it after. It's really follow your dreams. I agree with that. What what do you think or what would you say has been your biggest lesson through this journey or and also your biggest win through this journey? Definitely patience, patience, patience and not giving up, like not getting lazy. My win was definitely like a month ago, I was sitting by my computer and I got a notification. I got tagged by Marie Claire on their Instagram and I was like, it's a spam. So I was, I look and I was on the cover of their Marie Claire Mexico with my, not me, but a model with my blazer. And I was over the moon. Like I, I think I had a panic attack. (laughs) I started sweating profusely, called everyone I know, but that was definitely a win. Someone believed in it so much that they thought it was worthy of a cover. So that's definitely a win for this summertime. That's such a big deal, Marie Claire. How awesome is that? I couldn't believe it. It's something to be proud of because you put all this effort with your product and then to be, you know, recognized by someone that has that many follower accounts or can give you that exposure is in like so cool. No, it was definitely like seven-year-old me couldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh my God, on a cover, like this is, and I played it off so chill first because I was like, oh, it's just a cover. But at the same time, I was like, no, celebrate it. That is like, a success you think about celebrate every successful moment every win celebrate it if it was like you got lvmh bought you or something so celebrate them it'll make yeah. the game a little bit more fun a little bit less yeah i agree with that the little wins along the way give you the energy to continue going definitely that's how i feel about my own journey too. any little thing and people sometimes look at me like what like what does that even mean or and I'm like I don't know but I know that it's good or like that just gave me some idea or gave me that energy I need for the next step any little thing I think is so important to celebrate to keep yourself going is if you're on this journey alone you're doing these things like a one-woman show like you were saying and me even with this podcast it's like you got to be your own best cheerleader the days that when you get like low, you got to bring yourself up and be like, 
I got this podcast. People are listening to it. I got on a magazine. Someone bought the jacket. Wow. Like those are things to celebrate. Those are things to get excited about because it means your journey and your dream is just on its way. It's just It's just becoming. To wrap this up, I want to ask you one last question. What is your vision for Isabella Prado now? What is your hopes or your dreams? What are you working towards now? Yeah, so right now I'm getting my next collection out, which is very exciting. I feel very passionately about each and every one of my pieces because I created each one for me to just feel like over the moon over it. And my goal is to keep getting into photo shoots, keep being able to expand and be able to put out My goal right now is to be able to put out more collections, to keep putting out until I can have a storefront or have a runway show. But right now it's that steady to keep going, to keep creating, to keep making, to keep bringing beautiful things to life. I so see that for you. I'm so excited for your next collection. So Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Please let all the listeners know where they can follow you, where they can connect with you. I have at Isabella Prado NYC on Instagram and we have the website isabellaprado.com and my personal life, it's Isabella Isa Prado. I don't do anything that much like that crazy, but it's fun time. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for letting me on. I'm really excited and it was really nice to talk to another creative. Oh, likewise. I love this. I mean, just so many nuggets of wisdom in this episode. Here are the takeaways. Number one, to design properly, you have to know how to make it. Number two, oftentimes the unlucky moments are the things that bring us the most exciting things to our lives. Number three, do not quit your day job until your company's making enough money that you could also take care of yourself. Number four, success happens with time. Number five, you gotta love it in order to do it. Number six, Each job you have teaches you what you want to take with you and what you don't. Number seven, every creative has felt doubt in one way or another. It's normal. Remember your why on those days. Number eight, give your brand all the love you have and believe in your product. Number nine, whatever it is that you're doing, believe that you are good enough. Believe that you are worthy enough because some way, somehow, someone else will believe in it too. Number 10, whatever you make, keep it true and real to who you are. Number 11, if you're just starting, don't launch immediately. Take a year, research, and plan it out. Number 12, life is a banquet. Don't take the crumbs. Number 13, if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it for you. And number 14, celebrate every win. I know I say this after every episode, but thank you. Thank you so much for being here because I truly love this. I love that this is a part of something I'm able to create every single week. And I keep being able to build on the conversations with such creative people. It brings me so much joy. It brings me so much life and so much passion. And I'm so grateful. So thank you. Thank you so much. If you feel like this episode or this show could help someone or could be a guide for someone that you know, please share it with them. If you feel called, please leave us a review or a rating. It would mean so much to me. And you know that if you have any feedback or if you know of someone that should be on the podcast, please DM me at Rhea Lopez without the Ian Lopez. And I would love to start a conversation of who you think could be a great fit. You can also check me out below in the show notes of how you can work with me. I'll see you guys next week. Ciao.